0: everyone and welcome to Orange Power half hour. I'm here as always with my dad, Shane Smithin. I am Shelby Myers. We are a dad-daughter duo talking all things OSU Athletics, specifically this time of year, OSU football. Uh dad it's a, a great week to be a, a cowpoke. Um the Cowboys go on top of the Longhorns 41-34. Uh, for homecoming weekend, it was nerve wracking and exciting, and all in all, a super fun football game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, probably the uh, probably the best win of the season. Uh, it's been a great season, uh, save the the one disappointing uh, double overtime loss. But the Cowboys got right back in that win column. Um, a really, really important game. I we didn't talk about this a lot last week, but. Um, I felt like it was maybe even a bigger game than just um, you know for, for its importance within the season. I thought it was kind of a mm-hmm. a really a really big game for the program totally. <clears throat> just because just because the season from this point can go so many different directions. The Cowboys have had so many different injuries. Um, yes. There's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of uncertainty if you look past this season. You know, will Spencer Sanders come back? Will he not? You know, will the Cowboys be breaking in a, a new quarterback? You've mm-hmm. got the whole aspect of OU and and yep. uh, Texas leaving uh, yep. the the Big Twelve at some point. So you're kind of getting your last licks in on those guys, or your last opportunity, for sure, least, so to speak. So for all of those reasons, uh, I thought it was huge. And then sprinkle on top of that, the fact that it's homecoming. Yeah, and um, I felt like there was a, a a lot of pressure on the Cowboys. To,
0: Absolutely. To, to,
1: to win this game, there were a ton of recruits in, in Stillwater, not only in football, but right. uh, Coach Boyton had a had a bunch there in basketball. We're recruiting head to head against Texas yep. for a lot of these kids. So, yep. man, just just you know, big thing after big thing after big thing, and uh,
0: with your backs and, against the wall,
1: yeah. And and the Cowboys, they came up big, and I, I thought it was a tremendous win for this football team i thought it was a tremendous program win for for mike gundy um i glanced at one of the uh one of the articles that the one of the guys on pistols firing had written Mm -hmm. and his his opening comment i thought was was perfect i I may get the quote a little bit wrong but basically what he said is that the uh the, the cowboys showed that culture is yes. more important more important yes. than recruiting stars. Yep. And I th- I think that's I think that sums that game up.
0: Yeah. I think anytime you go uh you're going against, you know, the Texases or or people like that who have nothing but five star guys um, playing a bunch of three, four star guys that know how to work um, and come out on top, I think that's exactly what cowboy culture is and what our program represents. So anytime you get a dub over um, guys who have naturally better talent than you. That's a that's a big program win. And I think um Coach Mason commented on this last week, you know, about going outside after practice and not seeing a bunch of, you know, Porsches and Ferraris and is a bunch of blue-collar boys, you know, working hard and, and fighting for everything. Um, and I think that win against Texas is, is just shows the the fight that our that our kids have and the in that cowboy culture, just hats off to Gundy for instilling that um, for years to come. It always feels good to, to beat somebody who's got, you know, more money than you, more resources than you, and (laughs) should always beat you. We should never beat Texas with all of their resources and and we find a way to do it.
1: I joke about this all the time. If you look at Texas's athletic budget, they shouldn't, Oklahoma state shouldn't beat them in a game of checkers. No, never let alone, uh, you know, ma- major college football. So, yep. and and just, uh, I guess, a little more to the point on the the culture win. Um, you know, what what really tells you that it was a culture win is is the fact that you sat around and you talked to a bunch of people that saw the game with their own two eyes. I've heard people in the media say this. I've heard some of our friends and family say it. I've heard just, you know, general fans say it. But people that watched the whole thing from beginning in said, well, how did we, you know, how did we win that game? And, mm-hmm. and if I were to tell you what some of Oklahoma State's strengths were, or remind you of that, and then tell you how the game went, things like Oklahoma State has been outstanding in special teams all year. Well, mm-hmm. in this game, Oklahoma State gets a punt blocked. Oklahoma yep. State gives up a punt return almost for a touchdown. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State miss- misses their first field goal uh, that they've missed all year. Mm-hmm. They give up 100 more yards of of return yardage in the kicking game, uh, to, to, the, to Texas than what Oklahoma state had, uh, the, the that doesn't sound good. Right. Nope. And, and if I were to tell you that Oklahoma state with their fantastic defensive front only got one sack on, on Quinn Ewers, that, yep. that doesn't sound good. If I told you that B John Robinson rushed for a, over 150 yards <laughs> and the backup rush for nearly a hundred, I, you look at it statistically and, and you say, how did know. it happen? And, and, <laughs> and i think coach gundy said it it's because these kids have bought in they mm-hmm. believe yeah they they keep fighting they don't flinch they don't blink they don't get scared they yeah. they expect to to continue to be in the game even when it looks like they're not and it, at some point uh that winning tradition that winning culture becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and yeah you you push yourself there even even if you maybe don't belong there you get there anyway
0: yeah you know i think we said this a lot last week leading up you know after the loss to TCU and i know you and i sat next to each other at the game and said it a lot we have to find a way we just have to find a way and i think our boys did just that like you said nothing of our typical strengths um were were executed that well on saturday but we came out on top and you know, sometimes that's all you need to do is just find a way to win. And I think that says almost more about your culture than having a, a perfectly statted game. Um, but when you can find a way to do it, then you've, you know, you've jetted yourself into uh, a next level program. And I think that's what Mike Gundy and the boys have done. So, um, and also dad, it was just a the super fun game. Obviously it was frustrating at times. And obviously there might've been some, uh, uh, you know, choice words at, at some points, but man, that was a fun one to, to win, you know, when it, obviously those close ones, you know, the cardiac Cowboys kind of make your, your heart go a little extra um, pitter patter, but they're fun when they're like that.
1: Well, and I think what's great, I think what's changed so much and, and what's so uh, fantastic about where, where Mike has taken the program is, you know, Oklahoma state's down, two touchdowns they're down two scores late in the game 20 years ago 20 25 years ago if the Cowboys were down two scores in the fourth quarter I'm not sure how many people you know there were a few of us diehards that would have stayed even then but I'm not sure that the that there wouldn't have been more empty seats than full seats at that point point. Yeah. and even down that much even late no one left that stadium which mm-hmm. we'll talk about the crowd in a little bit but <clears throat> no one left because everybody has everybody's gotten over the 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 Aggie deal right everybody yeah. nobody nobody's I shouldn't say nobody there's still a few stragglers that that are hanging on yeah. to 20 30 40 years ago but that's not that's not what Oklahoma State football is anymore and no, sir. and the majority of our fans know it and they know that just because the Cowboys are down a couple scores late doesn't mean that they're not going to come back and win it and Man, how many times in the last fifteen years have, have Coach Mike and the boys figured out a way to win the close ones?
0: Yeah, um, it's just a testament to to Gundy, the, his staff, the boys, because you know they're the ones. If they're not bought in, none of us are going to buy in. So um, it's it's just all hats off to them. Uh, a great a great effort all around. Um, but let's get in a little bit more of the of the nitty gritty about it, pops. Um, do you want to start with your primary pokes?
1: Well, I, yeah, I've really struggled with this, uh, as far yeah. as, as who to give the, my, my Marshall uh, of the week to, uh, I've gone this way a few times and I really tried to talk myself out of it, but I, I can't, I am I'm, I'm giving my marshal to, to Spencer Sanders. I mean,
0: that's everything,
1: everything we've talked about, the, the grit and determination and everything that's, that we've talked about program wise. Uh, Spencer Sanders em- embodies that personally, and his personal performance Saturday was mm-hmm. an example of that. I mean, this kid, this kid's hurt. Okay, let's yeah. just call it what it yeah. is. It's hurt. He's got a bad shoulder, and on, you know, with a bad shoulder, he went out through a career high uh, fifty-seven times. Uh, you know, yeah. thirty-four of, of fifty-seven for three ninety-one, two TDs. I I mean it's those are fantastic numbers if you're one thousand percent healthy For and sure. you're running and you're running behind the best offensive line in the NFL and and he's not healthy and you know with all due respect to the Cowboys offensive line they're they're playing banged up we've got yeah some, they're not healthy got some second and third string guys we've got guys plugged in at different positions and and still Spencer you know is coming through. Uh, clutch runs on third down two or three different times to move the chains when you absolutely pause. I mean, you got to have 11 yards or 12 yards yep. or, or the games may be over. He comes up with 11 yeah. or 12 yards. You got to fit the ball into a tight window on, oh, on third and seven. to So to move tight. the chains. And, and he does it a couple of times to, yes. to third, third down specialist, John Paul Richardson, yes. you know, just so many guys stepping up and, and doing exactly what they had to do. Yeah. And I don't know what what Oklahoma State's third down uh, conversion rate mm. was. It, it it had to end up being pretty decent. I it know had that. To have. I know that Texas's on the other side of the ball was was terrible. They were three of seventeen or eighteen, I think, on third down. Oh, of two on fourth down. We,
0: I'll tell you um, what. I'll tell you what we were right now, pops. Uh, they were three of seventeen for third down efficiency, and we were eight of nineteen.
1: Yeah. So pretty so, and i and i drifted off there started talking about the defense but but spencer sanders i just i don't know how you i don't know under those circumstances how you don't have him you know mentioned mm-hmm. in there as as yeah. one of the guys so he's he's my marshal how about yours
0: yeah i think i think he's a necessity so i'll back you on that um mine has to be bryson green uh there's just no way around it um he you know five catches for 133 yards averages, you know, 26 yards. He had one TD. Um, I just don't think we win the game without him. I think, you know, we're, we were a little, I mean, we're banged up all over the place, but we were banged up, um, uh, receiver wise as well. And so I think just to have, you know, to have somebody be able to come in and get the job done. Um, I'm happy for him. He played great. So he's my marshal.
1: And, and what a comeback performance for him too. He gets oh, shut for sure. out the w- the week before at TCU and, yep. and uh, comes up with, uh, you know, a big game has over, a, over a hundred yards. And then mm. uh, the broken tackles there late to, to seal it. Yep. Um, he's, he's been a big time performer all season long. I think everybody thought Jaden Bray would kind of be the guy yeah. in the receiving core coming into the season. And unfortunately most of Jaden's season has been lost uh, to injuries and Yes. Bryson Green has has stepped, stepped up, up and, and yep. been that guy.
0: Yeah, I don't think we win the game without him. So um, what about your deputy?
1: So my deputy, I am going with this. So you got a I,
0: smile on your What are you about to do?
1: Well, I, I struggled with this a little bit, okay, because there, there's a couple of different ways I go, and, I, and I'm going to have to throw in an honorable mention guy here in a little bit. But I understand. My my deputy is Stefan Johnson, Junior, yes, I, and who I now I, I've learned because he's instantly become a cult hero. His name is his nickname is Boogie. So <laughs> Boogie, Boogie showed up and had a had a game. Now I mean that kid. Um, yes. again, probably a kid coming into the year that people knew very little about it, mm-hmm. it was an or Oregon commit originally, yep. uh, we got him to switch over late. Um, but the coaching staff has seen something in this kid from the get go, because I can remember weeks ago, um, a reporter asked coach Gundy if, if he was going to red shirt and he said, no, he's going to play. Okay. And I don't know if, if this was the the moment Mike had in the back of his mind, but, we saw him make a couple of plays in, in uh, uh, one or two of the non-conference games. Yes. Where you go, okay, this this yeah. guy's got something.
0: I think hey, when Gunner was in, right?
1: It may have been. Yeah, but this guy's got a lot of something. He's you know six two kid. He high points the ball. He reminds me of a of a taller Tylen Wallace. Okay. I just yeah. Love the way he goes up and competes for the football. I think he's going to be a guy that wins a lot of contested catches uh, almost yeah. came may have come up with a fantastic catch off the tip that uh replay couldn't quite overturn but um, man I, I i thought this kid i thought he was huge yes yeah. and green as you mentioned played played his tail off and had a great game but you had to have you know you were going to need some some complimentary guys obviously to go along with it on yeah. a day that you really couldn't find any traditional running game and you know, listen, if the quarterback's going to put the ball in the air 57 times, you're going to have to have more than one or two guys catch it. And yeah, I, I thought I thought Boogie played a heck of a game.
0: Yeah, I totally my, agree.
1: He's my deputy.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you said him. He needs some love. Um, And I think that's what makes our our offense hard to defend, too. It's not like you can just go and, you know, go body up one of our receivers and, and call it a day. You know, we can hit you with we're banged up in that position and we can still hit you with you know three or four or five different guys all throughout the game and you've got you got a lot to worry about as a defense. So um I think it's great that these guys can can step up even when we're banged up and uh still put up some some pretty good stats for us. that's awesome.
1: well and it's a it's another tribute or testament to to Casey Dunn too right sure. I mean he's yeah he's not only done an outstanding job as offensive coordinator but for for a lot longer than he was the OC. He had a reputation for being an outstanding wide receivers coach and and, yeah, and recruiter. Sure. And this guy, this guy continues to recruit lots and lots and lots of players that can play. And you know, I, I don't know how many, I don't know how many big time uh, programs around the country were were trying to get Stefan Johnson Jr. But uh, th- they look stupid now that they didn't try. Yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. Where he's got a, he's got an itch for finding those. Um, the whole staff really has an itch for finding those those diamonds in the rough and, uh, and getting them here and, and showing, showing everybody what they can do.
1: Whole programs yep. built on it. How about yep. your, uh, how about your deputy?
0: I'm going to take it to the other side of the ball. And I, he's been my marshal And I think he's been my deputy um, once already this season, but I love this kid. My kid is JT um, on the defensive side of the ball. He had at. Uh, nine solo tackles. He's got the, he's got the two picks. He's got a, I think don't quote me a hyperextended knee that I'm going to need him to come back from real quick, like from that last pick. (laughs) Um, But man, I just like the way this kid plays. He's so fun for me to watch. And I think when you make, you know, when you make defense, when your defense is fun to watch, that really says something about you. And I would did not think our defense was going to be fun to watch this year. If I'm, if I'm being honest, um, but man, he just, he works and he hustles and we've talked about this before, but he's got such a good football IQ. It's so high. He, you know, he tr- baits those quarterbacks so well. And, you know, he does take a lot of risk and I know he'll get, you know, he'll get burned every now and there now and then from doing that. Um, but, but not very often because he's got a, He's got a great football mind and he just, he out hustles everybody. And, and I, I've just enjoyed watching him play. I think his two picks, um, in the game are, are huge, obviously, um, that one at the very beginning of the game for their first drive when I thought, oh, we might just go ahead and put it away on him. Um, obviously that's not how it went went down, but I think to jump on him early like that and to get Ewers a little shaken up fast, um, probably benefited us a lot. So he's he's definitely mine this week.
1: He the kid just makes plays, right? Yeah, he, and that's that's what he's, he's just a playmaker.
0: His entire career, yeah. If
1: his nickname's not the playmaker, it, it should be. be.
0: We're deeming he it now. Could
1: have, he could have a you know. Hour long highlight film mm-hmm. from his time at Oklahoma State. And it's not just going to be, it's not going to be solid plays. It's, it's often going to be game altering, season altering plays. His interception, his pick six last year against Texas, yes. not only was the play of the game, but it may have been the play of the season. That, yeah, that turned. I mean, Texas is driving right there mm-hmm. and already up. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe up. Uh, 13, 14 points. It yeah. looks like the the knockout blow is coming and he jumps that ball and, and the Cowboys never look back, you know, yep. r- really the rest of the season. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, just, I mean, we could sit here and talk for the rest of the podcast about plays uh, Jason Taylor has made in his yep. career. And I'm, I'm glad that you, you named him. I'm going to sneak in my, my honorable mention guy.
0: Do it. Uh, who's
1: also on that side of the ball. Okay. <clears throat> and that's, that's trace Ford.
0: Ugh, love him. Uh,
1: his motor. I mean, Trace needs to be mentioned just because of the way his motor runs, mm-hmm. if for no other reason. And again, he had he had the one sack that the Cowboys got, uh, but I don't know how many pressures he got. I oh. don't know how many times that the Texas Longhorns are still whining about the disparity in the number. of Yeah, penalties. we'll
0: talk about that.
1: Well, they they should they should just be grateful, grateful. that the officials yeah, exactly didn't call the five or six blatant holds yep. on Trace Ford. Trace Ford, uh, on I got to watch the the game again when we got back uh, yesterday evening, and and he runs over Texas's right tackle one time like he's a piece of paper. I mean, just <laughs> I mean went through him like the guy wasn't even there. Yeah, and uh, he's, just uh, he's a dude. he just goes and uh, you know I said the Cowboys only had uh, one sack, which was a little bit. Um, a little bit concerning if you're just looking at it on paper, because sure. I thought they would have to sack Ewers, you know, four or five times to, to really have a chance to win the game. But uh, what you don't realize probably until you go back and watch it again is how many quarterback hurries Oklahoma state have. I think that they ended up with 13 quarterback hurries and yeah. the play by play guy on the television is, is ripping on Ewers for uh, overthrowing balls or under throwing balls or not being on yes. the same page. Yeah. And and if you're really watching you, you go, well, yeah, the kid threw it. He had to throw it when he threw it because he was about to get trucked.
0: Yeah. And, time. Uh,
1: so the Cowboys were back there and, and, and trace Ford was one of those guys that was back there a lot. Um, I just, I love the way the kid plays. I'm so happy for him because, um,
0: yes, you know, he's had those fight. two
1: terrible injuries and yep. he's come back from them to, to be having an outstanding, uh, outstanding year. And, I hope the kid, you know, gets an opportunity to to play in the league because I think he's that caliber player.
0: I totally agree, I th- and I think he's one of those people that you can throw, you know, twelve injuries at him, and he's going to find a way to, to fight through it. He's 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 such a fighter, and um, you're right, his motor is just it always it's always running. Um, so yeah, hats off to him. I think my one of my favorite plays of the of the game might have been when at the very end, when Ewers goes on that long run and we're all just about to, you know, throw up at the very end and we're the only people that don't know. And trace Ford is the only one that does know about the, how bad he just got held. And he's, we finally see him waving everybody back and then pumping up yeah. the crowd. And that, that was a, a fun little, little moment um, to watch him, you know, realize that he might've just saved us the, the ball game by trying to pressure the queue, So that was fun. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned him. I, I love watching him play.
1: We could have, you know, we could sit here and, and give, <clears throat> give out honorable mentions to a lot of guys. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Colin Oliver was, was in the same mm-hmm. boat, putting pressure Mason Cobb. on back there. Uh, Mason Cobb had it. Th- I thought maybe another one of his, uh, or yep. maybe one of his very best games. Agreed. And you know, uh, Mason Cobb, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh the yeah, Oklahoma state got, Absolutely roasted on the the back out of the backfield a couple times in the in the first half. They're just just flat, mm-hmm. M- either missed assignments, bad angles, whatever. But uh, didn't run with the guys out of the back Texas backfield, and, and they popped Oklahoma State for two big scoring plays. And give Mason Cobb credit; he yeah. he learned, he adjusted. Yes, and late late in the game, they're going to flip another one out there. To Mm -hmm. the tailback out of the backfield, he jumps the route, and it looks like it's the game ceiling pick six to put the Cowboys up 14. Yep. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, Texas, you know, cost us seven points because, again, they couldn't execute a play without committing a penalty. Yeah,
0: because they were zero, they have zero discipline. Um, but on that note, dad, I saw this, um, on Twitter, so I won't claim that it's reliable, uh, but I think it was that, uh, Coach Gundy gave, um, all the assistants, uh, six extra minutes to go over, um, changes that need to be made instead of giving a halftime speech. So yeah, it, I, did you see that? I think
1: I, I think I saw that too. I think I saw that maybe from his, uh, from his press conference. So, yeah. um, that was, that was obviously a, a great decision and a, a really yeah. good use of time because totally agree. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, they, again, they were getting burned on that back out of the backfield pass, but they were also just getting burned on Texas's counter play. And uh, he talked about that, that they made adjustments at halftime as mm-hmm. far as how they were going to play that. And yeah. you know, I don't know if it was a- angles leverage exactly what he didn't go into what the change was, but um, you, you know, Texas just, just, they stopped gashing Oklahoma state. Now Bijan Robinson still had a couple of good runs in yeah, the second half. Sure. Uh, but the, you know, the guy's, probably the best back um, mm-hmm. coming out of college football this year. The guy's going to play in the NFL. He's a big time player. Sure. But in, instead of him popping, you know, for 40 or 50 yards, he was getting hit and, you know, sometimes having to drag guys, you know, for, for seven or eight yards, which yeah. was a, a big improvement. And there were a lot of times in the second half that he was getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage or yeah. or even tackled behind the line of scrimmage for a loss. So uh, you know, you gotta give Derek Mason a lot of credit. Yeah, I did I do, do want
0: to spend some time giving him credit because I I was I was I was a little frustrated obviously after TCU. Um I thought we missed I thought we had a lot of bad tackles. Um and then first half I was equally frustrated on Saturday. Um but I really do think some adjustments were were made at half and I, I'm, you know again we've we've said it to a brilliant face we're we're beat up a little bit everywhere um and we really especially on the uh offensive side of the ball and we really needed our defense to to show out and help us out and i think they did just that
1: yeah and they and, and they tackled better right they tackled yeah, better sure. the second half and and you know i don't know if that's a uh, any kind of an adjustment necessarily, or just, you know, coaches getting on them at halftime yeah. saying, Hey guys, well, you know, we're not keeping better our head it. up. We're not, we're not wrapping up, whatever, but uh the tackling was much, much better in the second half. And um, a, just, just a good gritty, yeah, tough performance. Hey, I, I heard Pat Jones uh, on the radio this morning. Uh, w- one of the sports animal guys, you know, asked him wh- how did Oklahoma state win this game? And, uh, and, and he said, uh, Oklahoma state's tougher in Texas. I mean, just, yeah. just that simple. And yeah. and I think that's at the, at the end of the day, I think that's the answer to the question.
0: I totally agree. I think that's the only way you win that, win that game. You know, you already mentioned, you know, we didn't, it's not like we, you know, played to our strengths and did such a, you know, executed with all of our typical strengths We're beat up. You just, we just found a way, which I think relates to we're tougher. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, I think I, I, we need to touch on the penalties because it's been such a, in the post game, it's been such a big deal on in the media and, and such. Um, but I also think that I want to direct everybody's attention to the history of, you know, under the cowboy culture of Mike Gundy. We've been historically disciplined the past several years. We're not a huge penalty uh, team and we haven't been uh for for a while so that's also just a testament to to us being disciplined and working on that and you know if you're if you're gonna we're not gonna let you we're not gonna let you you know beat us by shooting ourselves in the foot that's just not how we play
1: well and I think that I think I saw a, a national statistic that uh I don't know if it was coming into the game or 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 going out of the game but I think Oklahoma State was the second least penalized team in college football maybe even before Saturday's game happened. So yeah. it's not like it was an aberration, it's not like it's an accident. That's how we've played and and as far as any any longhorn moaning or complaining about the number of penalties, if you go back and look at the at the penalties the vast majority of them aren't personal. They're not no. personal fouls. They're yeah. not pass interference. They're not mm-hmm. even holding, although God knows there should have been a bunch of holding. <laughs> sure. Call. Yeah. They, they're procedure penalties. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're uh, too many men on the field or lining up off sides. They're purely self-inflicted wounds and yeah. <laughs> you don't have, I mean, have. you don't have to have a, you don't have to have an official on the take. To, to blow the whistle when somebody starts early. Okay. Yeah. It's, yep. it is what it is. I mean, you could have had the, you know, the Texas alumni out there wearing the stripes shirts and they're going to have to throw the flags yeah. that, that Texas committed in that game because they were typically pre-play penalties.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. I just thought we needed to address it and move on because I'm tired of hearing everybody cry about it. Um, but obviously, a, a great win, and it was uh, accompanied with a spectacular atmosphere. By far, my favorite of of the season so far. Um, let's talk about that. You want to get into your rowdy review?
1: Absolutely. Um, uh, my, have never
0: been so excited to do a rowdy review.
1: Well, I, listen, <laughs> I, I've, I've ripped, I've ripped on our crowd. Yeah. Earlier this year, I did because. Yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of guys and gals had had shown up at some of those early games, disguised as empty seats, and that's <laughs> that's not helpful to the program. Yep. That doesn't mm-hmm. help the, That doesn't help the guys out on the field. Sure. Uh, Saturday there were no empty seats. Nobody, yep. nobody, everybody came early. They yep. stayed late. Uh, I, I mean, you looked back up. You looked up in the stands with three minutes to go. And it looked like the same number of people that were there when when the game started. So um, I'm giving the, the crowd, both the students and the alumni, everybody gets five Marshall stars from me this week. I thought the crowd was was fantastic. I thought they I thought they got into it. Yeah. Listen, I think engaged most of those penalties that Texas committed, those procedure penalties. Yes. I think a great number of them are, were caused by the crowd. I so, totally you know,
0: agree. When we were
1: ripping on people earlier in the season. That's some of the stuff we were talking about, that, yeah. you know, if, you be, if you'll if you be there, if you'll be present, if you'll be vocal, you will literally, not just theoretically, you'll literally have an impact on the game or yeah. have a chance to. And I think the 50 how many ever thousand uh, people that were there, nearly 60,000 people yeah, impacted that game and, and caused Texas to commit some of those procedure penalties.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. You just said most of those were, were pre-play um, penalties, and that is – A huge hats off to the, to the crowd, you know, I mean, obviously, um, I think that, you know, we probably don't get those if we're, we're not, um, losing our minds out there. And I have heard a lot of people, I don't know if you've heard this dad, um, post game, there's been a lot of people say that's the loudest they've heard BPS.
1: I've heard some people say that I've heard some people say it's the loudest, um, non-bedlam, uh, crowd they've ever heard. I've heard some people say the loudest, uh, day game crowd they've ever heard, but Regardless, uh, it, it was way up there. There's a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the national people. I think talking about what a fantastic, you know, atmosphere it was. They they had passed out a lot of those uh, pom poms, and you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the k- kids. The you know, when they zoom in that student section, they, everybody it's was standing awesome. up. And, Waving those pom poms, it was it was fantastic. And again, we talked about the number of recruits that are there. If you don't think that makes a difference, yeah. those kids down there on the sideline looking up yep. here saying, Hey, this is this I wanna be part of I this be on, part of on it. fall Saturdays. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and not even just um you mentioned this earlier, but not even just football. There's so many. It goes into our whole athletic department. You know, there's basketball recruits, there's baseball, softball. Like there are so many people there. Um, and like we've been telling you guys all season, it matters. Um, to show up, you you make a difference. Um, for me, may have it, we, been the
1: difference in the game. It may it, have
0: it very well when it's that close. It very well could have been. Um, and my uh, my Marshall stars, I'm giving them five out of five for sure. Um, easy. That's the easiest, uh, rowdy review I've had to do. I thought it was awesome. We need to come back and do it again against, um, Iowa state. It's going to be blackout. Um, so we need to pray for a night game. Um, but everybody needs to keep packing it and let, let everybody know nationally that that's, that's our standard. And that's our norm is to, to pack BPS. Um, while we're reviewing things, let's get into cowboy combos review.
1: Well, that's going to be easy for me too. Same. Um, I'm, I, w- first of all, I think we both predicted that we would go with all orange for, for the homecoming game, and, and we did. Um, I'm going. I'm going ten out of five Marshall stars. Woo! I mean, I just thought the uniforms were Sick. fantastic, and and the and the main reason I'm I'm pumping it up there like that is I thought the helmets were off the hook. Sick. I just uh, I I love the old school yep. rider. Uh, the bronc rider on the side of the helmet. I thought that was uh, one of the, one of the best that ranks up there with the first time I saw the Marshall star, or the first time mm-hmm. I saw the, uh, the, you know, Patriot Pete, or the first time I saw the cursive Cowboys. I yeah. just absolutely uh, loved those helmets, love the whole uniform combination. And I uh, thought the, the, the staff that takes care of that stuff, man, they, they put together another stellar look
0: yeah um it's an easy five out of five or you know I didn't know we were doing this but it can be 12 out of five for sure (laughs) um for me but um I I loved it we said we would go all orange um and I'm so glad we did because you know I love saying bright not burnt against Texas and um not only did we did we get a dub but we looked we looked better than them doing that which is always a double plus um for me. And again, you, we mentioned all the recruits that were there. I think that stuff matters to, you know, the, the 18 year olds getting recruited to see that we've got some, some cool gear waiting for them when they get here. Um, so I just, I thought it was perfect. Um, and it, it helped us, you know, look good while we were, uh, kicking the crap out of the horns. So, um, five out of five for me as well, you know, we've talked about that. It was, homecoming pops. And there's so many cool OSU traditions that, that are encompassed in homecoming. And you know, it's, it's America's greatest homecoming for a reason. It's a great family weekend for us. It was just so much fun. I think that brings us right into our loyal and true segment. Um, Give me a tradition you got.
1: Well, I think I mentioned uh, walk around last week as being my tradition, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I will say, since you mentioned, you know, the family tradition, that walk around is for us. The, this last home and coming game was, you know, massively special to me because I remember walking around with my folks when I was a little guy Yeah. and I can remember walking uh, around with your brother when he was a little guy. and remember mm-hmm. walking around with you, holding you on my shoulders, going around, looking at the house decks, drinking hot chocolate. And, and I got to, uh, to hold and carry and, and hold hands with my, Granddaughter at mm-hmm. homecoming this year, and so yeah, that that's just you know massively special to me. So I, I guess this will be my second week of my uh, my loyal and true topic being being homecoming, and I think it means I think it's special to a lot of people. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you get that many people to show up year in and year out without uh, without having it be based on on some, you know, some family traditions and, and things yeah. like that. So yeah. you, you see a lot of the same people, you see a lot of the same families there yeah. every year that it's, you know, it's important people to people to get back. And, and, and there's a good number of people that come to that thing that don't even go to, to do the football game, you know, the next day, there, yeah. there are yeah. people that that's, that is their, their homecoming event. And, and that's great. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a super event and, the university does a great job uh, yep. hats off to all the kids in the fraternities and sororities yes. that put in that time. You've been there. You've, yep. you've popped till you were blue in the face. Sure um, we've got you know, nephews that were are doing it this year. And now uh, hold
0: on. Cause you're taking mine.
1: Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done rattling.
0: My, um, loyal and true, uh, topic is, um, going to be walk around as well, but it's going to be specifically, I just wanted to give a shout out for, to all of Greek life, um, you know, for putting on, they do, they do a lot of that, a lot of that work and, and it's, it's turned into such a production, um, for the last several, several years, but, um, it is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of, you know, you, while you're still going to try to get to class and homework and, you know, it's a, you're all night pumping Thursday. You got walk around and homecoming and hoops Friday. You got the game Saturday. You're about, you're about to go nonstop for, for half a week, um, straight. So, um, we've got, you, you mentioned your, your nephews, my cousins, they're both, um, in a fraternity here and, and put in a lot of hours. And, um, obviously fun to, to see their work at walk around and such. And they actually won. I'll go ahead and give them a shout out. Shout out to, uh, to farmhouse and KD um, for, for winning the dang thing. Um, but yeah, and I don't
1: don't know how excited they were, but I was, I was standing near my, I
0: was standing near my brother
1: (laughs) when they announced it and my brother was fired up. He, he, I think he was about as excited about that as he was the game.
0: Yeah. Well, they went back to back. Um, but yeah, so it's just a cool atmosphere. So, uh, you know, hats off to the, to the Greek houses. I know there's, there's times during all that pumping when you just want to, uh, you know, just burn the whole thing down, but it, it is great for the alumni. Um, it's fun to, to be a part of when you're in it, it's fun afterwards. Um, so hats off to them. It was a, a great homecoming, uh, weekend, um, which pushes us into next week, dad, where we got to go play the cats, um, in little Manhattan, the little apple, which think about that one.
1: Well, you know, Kansas State is is such a tough opponent, um, you know, year in and year out. I mean, the, you know, we just said a little bit earlier that Oklahoma State is, you know, was tougher than Texas, and and, and that's despite Texas's money, despite Texas's, you know, reputation, prestige, whatever you want to, what mm-hmm. whatever all you want to say. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Oklahoma State has won nine out of the last thirteen. Nine yep. out of last thirteen against Texas. Six out of last eight.
0: Yeah, that's
1: crazy. That's and and I think I I think it is largely because we're tougher than Texas. And that's probably my biggest concern going into next week is as tough as we won't be tougher than the than the Kansas State Wildcats. They're they're built a lot of the same way that we are. They've got yes. a lot of tough you know pickup. Tractor type kids, you know, on their team, and and they just show up and fight you tooth and nail uh, every year. Year in and year out, they're always extremely well coached. They they don't commit a lot of penalties themselves. They're like Oklahoma State in that way. They're typically outstanding in special teams. Um, They've got that stupid quarterback delayed power play that does Ugh. not look like it should work. I don't know how it and,
0: works, but it does.
1: And and they just block the dog out of it. It works yep. every time. And they've always got a big, strong quarterback. And I don't know that it matters a whole lot whether you get, uh, whether you get Martinez or, yeah. or Will Howard. Yeah. Um, they're both going to be super tough runners. Howard's probably a little more physical runner. Uh, Martinez has more home run ability if he gets out in space. But both of them are going to be huge threats to run the football, so much so that you have to worry about getting sucked in and and having them pop you over the top every once in a while. So, uh, just it's going to be a a really tough matchup. I think Kansas State's uh, defensive front probably is the, you know, if, if it's not Oklahoma State's front that's the best in the conference it's certainly kansas states Mm uh they'll be they'll be good in in both the offensive and defensive line and and and, you know they're just they're not gonna they're not gonna beat themselves so you gotta go out there and beat them
0: yeah we're you hit the nail on the head we're very similar ball clubs um we have very similar cultures um you know you're you're right they're gonna be they're gonna be tough they're just a bunch of a tough um tough men down there. So, or up there. Um, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to come get off the bus and, and get after them, get after them early and and stay on them. Cause they're not, uh, they're not a team that, that lays down ever, um, or, or no, gives up. Quit. They're, they're going to fight to till the end. Um, so, so we're going to have to jump on them and stay on them. And I'm, I'm hoping we'll be a little healthier this week, but, um, I think we kind of got re-banged up, uh, against Texas too. So, um, I'm hoping that we can get everybody well enough to to come back. I don't know if you have do you know of an update on the on our center situation?
1: I, I've just heard through the grapevine. This isn't, you know, official by any stretch of the imagination, but I've heard there's a good chance that we'll finally get Wilson uh back at center. And I think there's uh rumor is there's a good chance Brock Martin will will be back, which those two things are huge.
0: Yeah, that'd be I have, great
1: haven't heard anything definitive, uh, on, on JT, but I'm, I'm I'm afraid about JT. Yeah. I'm afraid we'll be without him for for a week or two. So I
0: I hope not, but, um, regardless, we're just going to have, we're going to have to find a way. It'll, it's going to be like that, like that every week. Um, we're in the big 12 and, and that's what the big 12 is is you're just going to find a way every week because you're always going to face a good ball club. Um, so, so we're going to, we're going to go up there and, and hopefully bring home a, w and keep fighting oh dad total sidebar here um but i have to bring it up because i think this is such a testament to where our program is today uh congrats we're bowl eligible and nobody's talking about it because it's our norm yep. and it's not a big deal and we're just bowl eligible and i i didn't even realize until i was looking at our our record on espn the uh, on sunday watching all the recaps and i saw that number six up there and we're both eligible and nobody's talking about it because it is our norm. And I just think I, I, I've said it a billion times, but you know, hats off to our, to our program and cowboy culture, because I love that that's the norm. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. I I've gotten kind of like everybody else where you sort of take that for granted, but yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's what 17 or 18 years in a row. And listen, yeah. you can go around to a whole bunch of blue bloods and, and we just got done beating one of them, Texas, and uh, I don't know how many bowl games they've been to. Consi- I don't. Well, they mm-hmm. haven't they've been to zero consecutive yeah, because insane. They, did, they, did, they didn't go to one last year. Right. Um, and they're not, not quite bowl eligible yet this year. But there's some there's some other blue blood programs like that that don't have a streak uh, that anywhere near begins to rival uh, what what Mike Gundy has put together there. So that's that's a good yeah. point.
0: Yeah. Um, weekend and on that awesome note, dad, it was, it was a great homecoming weekend. I enjoyed spending it, uh, with you and ending it here with our, with our, you know, weekly, weekly pod. Um, it's, it's always fun to, to talk ball with you. Um, the, for those of you that don't know the pokes take on, um, Kansas state this Saturday at two 30, another afternoon game. Um, if you can make the trip to Manhattan, make it, it's a, it's a fun place. Uh, I got, you know, a great, great going out vibes the, the night before great places to eat. And then the, the people are super nice there. Um, you know, they're, there's uh state university like us. So, so they get it. So if you can make the trip, make it be loud, be proud, um, go cheer on the pokes. You got anything else pops?
1: Nope. Same for me. Enjoyed it. Uh, great weekend. And, uh, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed, uh, medically that we get, get enough guys <laughs> to continue to show up and, and keep this train rolling.
0: Sure. All right, that's it for Orange Power Half Hour. We are sponsored by Swing Hats Company. The link will be in the description below. Um, Have a good one. Go Pokes.
1: Go Pokes.